You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Television history. <laughs> what is it? The end of has um, been eight years. Uh, Nine. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, a decade. Yeah, technically eight seasons, but it, it was pretty there much was ten years because there was yeah. a hiatus, and then you got to put into some consideration the sort of production time, as well. Um, so yeah, I think it probably would say about ten years. The end of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is over. It's done. Uh, Sunday was its final episode, um, much to the displeasure of most people. Um, this season has been met with a lot of um, mixed feelings. There was a petition for um, the writers to rewrite the final season. I think <laughs> over 500,000 people signed that petition. Um, they're big babies. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. <laughs> And, and this will be a bit of a controversial take, but there is a time and a place for protests and petitions. And I think for, for the most part, with some exceptions, I think they, for the most part, are just for your own comfort. And I think yeah. this is one of those examples of go ahead and sign that petition if it makes you feel better, but I'm sorry, it's going to do nothing. Um, the writers and creative and even HBO has really no reason to, to follow or listen to anything. They've got three spinoff series in the mix of different Game of Thrones things by different creators. They're just going to go with those. It was a rushed final season. It was a big disappointment in a lot of ways. However, it's done, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I saw one funny tweet. It said, you know, everyone needs to grow grow up and write fan fiction like a real adult. Exactly. That's, so. exa that's exactly what you do. No, that's, I, <laughs> hey, as a, as a former fan fiction writer, I can attest that that is a very good therapeutic and thing. And as a current fan fiction reader, I can tell you, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're unhappy. It's called yeah. um, Fix-Its yeah. in the world of fan fiction. Absolutely. You can either write one or I'm sure yeah. find one and you'll get the ending you like. And, you know, I, as a major fan of something who, who's been very disappointed by things recently, like I'm a huge Star Trek fan and I've been very disappointed with Star Trek Discovery there's nothing I can do. It's not going to go away. I just hope that the next thing they do is a little bit better. So I just kind of stopped watching it. Game of Thrones is over. It's done. They've got spinoff series. If you're a true fan, you'll probably give them a shot. If you don't like them, you won't watch them. Yeah, I, but I agree. I think the season was rushed, and I think most people will admit that. Most people will at least yeah. admit it was a rushed job to just finish things off. They missed it. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they had some great episodes, and it was a great TV series. Otherwise, I still think one of the best TV shows of all time. Um, regardless of if they didn't stick the landing. I think you can't take away, really, at least the first five seasons, maybe even the first six seasons, were fantastic. Um, without giving spoilers, because there hasn't been a lot of time between mm -hmm. now and the final, um, I think who ended up, you know, on the Iron Throne, or that's a little bit of a misnomer now, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, who ends up ruling um, Westeros or whatever, I think they picked... The dumbest person. So dumb. And well, at first I thought, has this just been a really elaborate metaphor for, you know, um, the dangers of communism? Which has been a, a fan theory for quite a while, actually. And I yeah. thought, wow, I'm so disappointed. And then when they, like, put the kibosh on that, I'm yeah. like, okay, thank goodness. Yeah. And then, and then when they did, you know, reveal who is going to rule, I thought, wow. <laughs> That moment that you're talking about, though, was pretty funny. I mean, the the you think you're going in this yeah. one direction, and immediately it's shot down. Yeah, that and was a pretty they, good moment. Yeah. Um, but you brought you bring up a good point, and we were talking about this before we went on air. There was a lot of comedy in the second half of the final episode, mm -hmm. which I found was misplaced, totally. considering how there was no comedy 
this whole season. Yeah, I, I think we both agreed that the way the finale was put together, the first part of the finale actually belonged at the end of the previous episode. Yeah. And then, you know, they could have done... It, it, tonally, it really shifted. And I, I made a comparison to that's how a sitcom ends. Mm -hmm. uh, you like end Parks a sitcom like this. Yeah, where you, where you kind of tie up these loose ends, but you do it in such a lighthearted, comedic way. And I, I think I... I mean, I said this to you, and I think I've said it on air before. I, I am not disappointed with everything that happened mm -hmm. like some of the actions that took place in some of the places the characters end up i'm not i don't find that dissatisfying it's how they got there yeah if you had wrote it out without context what happened i would have said oh yeah that makes sense that's how game of thrones ends but they just missed it on the application of it and and getting there and the journey for it the the entire season was rushed things were just thrown together you didn't see proper arcs you didn't see proper character development so of course it's going to be disappointing because they just it kind of seemed like well we have to end it so let's just let's just throw it together um and again it to me it did the it was the opposite of what the series has always been which is here's all these fantasy tropes mm -hmm. and how we break them this ended like I, I compared it to the ending of another fantasy movie lord of the rings well, oh yeah i didn't <laughs> want to say it because of a spoiler but i think this i think game of thrones ended the exact same way the third lord of the rings movie ended like almost shot for shot there are shots that are the same there are camera works and moments that are the same yeah you know i think you know the d's the double d's the writers maybe they just don't know how to end that scares story. me i know because they're responsible now for the new star wars script and we're gonna get they, they have a trilogy so we're gonna get what two really good movies and then one terrible one i mean i don't know I see, and I think my theory right now, because I'm a hopeful person, is that they were rushed because they've started working on Star Wars, and they, they're in their minds they've moved on to other things. Well, that's so unprofessional. They, well, yes, but I mean, they're also human, <laughs> and it happens. Yeah, they got the Star Wars paycheck, and they're yeah, like, okay, yeah. let's... <laughs> well, and they announced that, so for star, a little Star Wars news, the next trilogy, which is by these two, Benioff and... and, and White, one of their names? I don't know, who knows, whatever their DB, names are. D.B. Weiss. D.B. Weiss and, and Benioff is the other person's yeah. last name. I think their series is going to be the next one, and it's not going to happen for three more years. So that's they great. Have time. They've got time. We're going to take a break from Star Wars, which I think is good. They have time to develop, so I'm hoping it's that they don't know what they're doing. Three years you know. to edit out all of yes. the Starbucks yeah, cups, cups and, and water bottles. That, don't you think that's an example of how... Um, Rushed how it rushed was? it was because the, the even the editors like how do you miss that i'm sorry that that's what i don't yeah i don't you can't miss something like that and i mentioned the water bottle because in the season series finale for people who haven't seen it yet but you've probably seen the memes mm -hmm. there's a water bottle in one of the final scenes someone made a joke meme of sir uh um, Davos and he's standing and behind his back you see him holding a Pringle can but it was clearly <laughs> photoshopped but it's just him holding up Pringles okay, it's, but it's so funny yeah I don't understand like I guess I don't understand the acting world but I'm like oh my gosh how are you so unaware as an actor that oh, you, you still have be, a though. water oh, are you, you? yeah 100%. I mean I don't know right especially for film like film is so different than than even um, there's a lot of waiting than, yeah there's a lot of waiting around and you're so tired and like film days are anywhere from 12 to 16 hours and you're you're on and off and on and off right. you're concentrating so hard on on making sure that by the time they say action you're in character so it's the you continuity editor you. or yeah. whatever it's right? the editors it's, it's the dps like the directors of photography it's the um assistant directors like everyone on set there's always a production coordinator there's the people who are in charge of really everything with with regards to editing they're not catching it so and twice in a one <laughs> yeah so it's not yeah it's not even just on the directors or the writers but it, it's on it it's on all the production it's not an actor's responsibility you know, to be like this, oh i see this thing here. the cinematographer has come under fire for their shoddy cinematography yeah. work and yeah. the people responsible for the cgi have come under attack yeah. for so yeah overall there was it was um a flawed yeah season definitely um i for one I'm not happy with how it ended, but yeah. I'm also not going to sign any petitions. Petition, no. you just, <laughs> I'll wait just for the write, book. Yeah, I'll just wait for the write book. Write book or write your own fan fiction, and there you go. Yeah. All right. So that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's our little Game of that's Thrones our chat. Game of Thrones chat. I don't know if we'll return to this topic or not. We'll see. We'll I see. mean, I, I kind of, well, I think one of our headlines. So what t this episode will return to Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't know. I, I considered, I thought about it. Like, wouldn't it be interesting to do. Uh, 
a, a spoiler filled special topic podcast but i don't know maybe i think like the moment has passed yeah i feel like it's just we it's better to just move on there's lots of other things to talk about and we're going to be doing this summer there's so many movies there's going to be more spoiler talk special episodes that we'll do like there's so much going on that you know well each hbo ran a commercial before the final um episode kind of uh, highlighting all of their new programming because they're so worried <laughs> that they're gonna be... and this is the thing there's lots of hbo shows that i really like like if you're looking for a show and you either have hbo and you are considering unsubscribing or you have crave or anything like that i really want to recommend barry to anybody who who's but interested a bad actor right no it's about a it's about a um assassin who takes an acting class by accident and then turns out he really likes acting but is he is he good at acting no that's why i thought like it's he's <laughs> but, a bad actor yes but the, he's but not the funny a trained thing actor is that he's yeah an assassin. he's an assassin <laughs> and what are you doing in an acting class it it's had two seasons so it's had i think they're eight or ten episode seasons very short seasons, but every episode's been amazing it's really good. I highly recommend that show. But there's also, like, I think Chernobyl just started. And I'd that's like one to watch I, that. I want to watch. Um, and I'm, there's one I saw a preview for that looked quite good. Um, that's a new show that's coming in the fall. There, I can't remember. There's one there. It's a family of preachers. Oh, that was it. That, With, yeah. Um, um, Danny McBride and yeah. Adam... Divine or Devine or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, the yes. little one. Yeah, the little guy, the little comedian guy everyone loves. Yeah, that looks really good. That looks, that really, looks good. really good. But in, in terms of move, uh, movie connections, um, His Dark Materials is being made into a television program. Oh, is it? That originally was um, a children's book series. Hmm. That The first book was um, adapted and they were it's i think um either a trilogy or like it's a series right hmm. so they made the first movie back in the 2000s it completely flopped and they never continued the series so now it's going to be a television program um lynn manuel oh miranda lynn, lynn manuel miranda yeah he's involved really? in this production the commercial is very dark the book series oh, itself is one. yeah the book series itself is dark but yeah. like this does not look like a it's hbo so it's not a children's show cool. so um i guess they're the books came out when i was in elementary school so they're probably the audience they're shooting for is like me right yeah. like that yeah. age cohort who maybe read the books and now sure. as an adult sure um, and they're also making um, a new Watchmen series. I saw so that. So yeah. for people who are... It takes place after, though. Yes. Like, it takes place yeah. after. If people know the Watchmen... Um, universe. Universe or and the graphic novel, it actually somehow takes place after the events of Watchmen, which is strange to me. And again, that movie was made... Um, the Watchmen adaptation was made in the late... 2000s i yeah. think um again that was a, a flop so it's interesting that hbo is kind of picking um intellectual property that hasn't done well on screen yeah and trying to do <laughs> but again like see watchmen is one of the things where i went to see that movie and i mean there's also Zack snyder i don't think is a great filmmaker but i felt like that was one of the things that could use a series because you could develop the characters better no. and tell that story better but they're taking that they're now doing it after the fact so it's going to be new stories so that's interesting to me like the characters are interesting and enough. it's it's a standalone graphic novel right yeah, like it's, there it's wasn't one issue so yeah. um they're going kind of off source material yeah. so it'll be interesting it kind of looked um the commercial looked kind of scary yeah um yeah you know <laughs> so it's like creepy yeah. Yeah. yeah and i read the graphic novel i never saw the movie it's yeah. not the graphic novel's not creepy it's no but it's rated r it's, it's dark it's dark but i wouldn't but like, i wouldn't describe looks, it as creepy no. this looks dark yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the um kind of the movie connections that yeah and there is um a deadwood movie coming out there's soon. a deadwood movie coming out to hbo so again like don't give up your hbo subscription right away just because just because of game of thrones like give it some time there's some great new episodes coming in the new series coming in the fall but there's also some great stuff on there anyway and you know, so. arguably game of thrones isn't their best television show in my I, opinion i think it's up there and then i think, I think westworld is... westworld's great i love um, westworld and the newsroom was amazing i find all three so i mean like comparatively i think like you know if if the only reason why you know about hbo is mm. because of game of thrones you're kind of missing out is yeah, what I'm trying there's to other say. things there's other things but i would still put game of thrones up there in terms of quality equality at least the first television. five if you take, take the first five seasons yeah i think that's like pretty great television yeah. but yeah there's lots of stuff on hbo so yeah there's there's options for people yeah. um we both saw red joan which we're going to talk about yes um in in a few minutes and we're going to run through a bunch of headlines today 
uh, because we're not we don't have any fan questions this week um, so if you do want to ask a question, you want to contribute in some way, or give us suggestions for what you'd like to see on the show, just email us at any time at screeninginkingston at gmail.com, or you can find us on social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're very interactive on all three. So send us a message or, you know, just tag us in a tweet or something and let us know what you think and what you want us to do. Or you can just say hi. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we, we may make fun of you profusely for that, but we'll, you know. We'll accept it. Um, so let's talk about Red Joan. Yeah. I went to go see it um, on a Saturday afternoon. I was probably the youngest person there. Hey, so did I. Well, I went to the 1 o'clock show. Oh, I went to the 3.50. Okay. Yeah. So, and I was probably the youngest person there by... Me too. Like 20 years. Yeah. And normally, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm normally not the youngest person. But I was... Well, I, was, I wasn't the youngest, but I was close to. Like, it was, you know... But I think... Be, um, you know the the for people who aren't familiar with the movies about it's about um an older woman played by judy dench who um you know she's in her 80s kind of living in the suburbs and she gets accused of being a spy a soviet spy um and so um the majority of the movie takes place um between the 30s and the 40s during world war ii when she's doing the alleged spying yeah it kind of takes place in two time points you yeah. see judy dench playing her as as this older woman kind of in the like 2000s. 2000s i think it's like, like 2000 yeah, like 2000 and then you see i can't remember the name of the actress but she was in the kingsman movies and hasn't done much else of i thought she did a good done, job she did, yeah playing the younger version and you see a lot of her in in this as, as she plays in throughout the 40s and yeah i thought she was actually fantastic so kind of what the point i was trying to make is i think the older crowd came for judy dench mm -hmm. i think that's mm -hmm. <laughs> but um this was kind of a mary queen of scots situation where um based on the poster and the commercial you think you're getting something um that it's not judy dench no. is probably on screen for maybe five minutes collectively she's not on a very yeah, long yeah probably a little more than five minutes but for, yeah like certainly not more than 10 minutes yeah and she time. appears um yeah on the cover of the poster and you do kind of begin and end with her but really the focal point of this movie is seeing her younger and what she sort of does and how she gets herself into this situation like that's really what the majority of the movie my is. major critique of the film is using judy dench as the framing device i don't think it was effective in terms of flashbacks i think they could have made the movie without it being flashbacks like starting the movie with judy and ending the movie with judy and then not in the, the, not having her come back in the middle yeah of yeah yeah because it wasn't necessary she wasn't adding you know any yeah. explanation all of the explanation happens in the flashbacks and most of the things yeah most it's almost as if they just wanted judy dench and they just wanted her to be involved in this and, and have her name to kind of be part of it but yeah, I, I felt like it didn't add to anything. And even the parts, I, I feel like the weakest parts of the movie were actually those parts yeah. of the movie. Because I found the relationship between her and her son to not be effective. Kind of confusing. Yeah, confusing. He and was really mean to her for yeah, no reason. for no reason. And then, like, what happens at the end doesn't make any sense. And it, I just, he, it doesn't add anything. And I didn't think so. You, you spend most of the time with Judy Dench with these sort of two investigators. And... Again, they only they ask her questions, but they don't really add anything to it. You don't they learn ask, anything. They ask her questions, and then literally they immediately go to the yeah. quote unquote flashback. And usually it's it's um, Joan, Joan, <laughs> Joan, and then it flashes yeah, back because she's just far staring. Away, yeah. Her far away look yeah. of her remembering. Like it's probably if it, let's just let's just go in the middle between the five and ten minutes. Let's say for seven minutes, seven and a half <laughs> minutes, there's Judy Dench. At least three of those minutes are her staring off Looking in the confused. middle third. Like she's just sort of staring off and that's about it. And then yeah, Joan? 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 Joan. Or Mrs. Stanley or whatever the heck she changed her name to. And it's interesting because I, yeah, I feel like the stuff in the past, and I wish I off the cusp could remember the name. I don't even have my laptop with me, so I don't remember the name of the actress. But she was so good, and I felt like that was the most intriguing part of it, is seeing yeah. her story and the we people she met. We didn't need the yeah. whatever, you know, the... I, I think it was an ineffective framing yeah. device. Yeah. It didn't add to the story. No. And I think people going in thinking they're going to expect a Judy Dench movie are going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yes, because um, it's not... She's not... A big part and i feel like because they wanted to sell it that way they kept 
the filmmakers kept trying to find reasons to bring her back through it, where I think it would have made much more sense. I keep thinking of, a, for some reason, a, a league of their own, where you start with older characters and you flash back and then you bring the older characters or back Titanic. to the end. Or Titanic. Or Titanic. And you don't need to go back and forth. Well, Titanic jumped a little bit, didn't it? But not like a ton. No, it was just Considering the Considering that it's like too. a three-hour yeah. movie. It goes back once or twice. But yeah, even this movie, it's it's... It was almost like, yes, yeah, so structure-wise, every 10 or 15 minutes we'll go back. But in Titanic, she's actually telling the story. Yeah. Where, she like, doesn't, where Joan doesn't say anything she doesn't the whole say, time. She's not narrating. No, no. It's literally She's remembering. Just, yeah, her memories. So again, it's like, yeah, yeah not necessary, the thing, the thing about this movie that I found interesting for me was I was intrigued and entertained by the story, but I never felt... The, the anxiousness or immediacy that I think I was supposed to feel. Like, I never felt yeah. like anyone was in danger. It wasn't a spy thriller. No, it wasn't really a... Th I, there was, to me, there was no thriller quality to this whatsoever. It was a period piece. Yeah, and it was that an happened interesting to have spies. story. Yeah, and again, I, I think we're being pretty negative, but... But I actually want to say know, that I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed the... I overall enjoyed the movie. I thought it was an entertaining experience. Yeah. Um, if you go, interestingly enough... It, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, again, you can't really take Rotten, you have to take Rotten Tomatoes with a grain of salt, yeah, but do, I think yeah. it is, a, you know, a good, a, a, a basic barometer. It has 30% critic, but 80% audience yeah. approval. And I think, you know, I like, that. you know, yeah. it's uh, like te technically not a great movie, No, but in terms of story and, you know, performances yeah. and um, are you going to enjoy this movie? Are you going to be intrigued? Definitely. Like, yeah. it has some pretty interesting characters. Yeah, Leo absolutely. was very interesting and good-looking. So Leo was <laughs> Leo was interesting, but I did not like that actor. Oh, there I There were line reads him. that he gave where I was like, that was terrible. You just threw that line away. Like, it was oh, just okay. awful. Like, Fair I just enough. could But again, I think there's a part of me that's more critical when I'm watching a movie, and there's part of me that's in there as a fan and then for entertainment value. And I think I think I 100% agree with that. I think the critical part of me didn't like the movie as much, but the but as fan, like a, a movie goer, as a movie goer, it was great. I was entertained, and I, I came out of the movie. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's no. it's a good it's a good fun. I think it's I think it's the type of movie where you come out and you're like, well, that was nice. Yeah, that was a good. That was good, like solid performance. I don't think it's a waste of time to go see no. it. No, I will I will 100% say that. Like I don't think it's a waste of time to go see it. I think the movie has its flaws. I think that it was framed incorrectly, but still, there's some good performances. And they this. do introduce some plot points that were kind of like lost, in <laughs> a me. little yeah. confusing. Yeah. Like there's a son. Yes. That's like they mention and then has no yeah. <laughs> importance. No. Um. But I would say I would become a Soviet spy for Leo if Leo was that persistent <laughs> um, and giving me that much yeah, attention. If, if, if Leo, like, uh, <laughs> honestly, I if Leo's going to impress me, he's got to be a better actor than that. I, I think um, the scientist she works for and then ends mm -hmm. up, you know, having a relationship with, he did a very he did good a great job. job. Yeah, he did um, a great and job. And he, he's like a, I've seen him before. He's definitely he's one been of those, in a few things, yeah. I don't know his name, but you would recognize his yeah, face. Yeah. There's and, a... yeah. Um, and there's a Canadian connection. They spend a little bit of time at the mm -hmm. University of Montreal. Mm -hmm. So I always like that when they... <laughs> and I thought that um, uh, her her sort of the other person who was kind of part of the the sort of little group at the beginning, the the her friend. Her Russian yeah, friend? Yeah, her Russian friend. She I was also remember quite good. Her... Yeah, I can't remember her name either. But Sonia. Sonia, that's her name. <laughs> she, I thought she was quite good as well. She was very um, good. And even, again, I'm being critical of the character, the actor who played Leo, but there were only a few instances where I thought, the, I don't. I didn't like the way he did that line read, but that's it. Like I well, still thought kinda, his character was interesting. I got it. I got the connection. He kind of had to give a Russian German accent. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and maybe that's why some yeah. things got muddled. I don't know. I just wish he cut his hair. Oh, his I think he was me. just a yes, very handsome fine. Soviet spy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's that's fine. But you know, it just it... every time he was on screen, I'm like, mm, I hope we see more Leo later. <laughs> um. But yeah, all in all, like I, I agree with you. I really think that, and these are all characters that we're naming that are in the past or that are in the forties. Yeah, you know, th these are not characters that are introduced to us in like the other time. Anything frame. that's interesting that happens on screen happens in the nineteen forty. You meet timeline. the most interesting characters. The most interesting things happen. It's pretty well developed and put together. Like I thought for like just story structure wise, I got everything that was happening. Yeah. Even the like. It's not really a twist, but what happened at the end, I didn't 100% guess. I was like, right. well, did this happen? Like, who did, like, it, there was a little thing 
at the end that happened that I went, oh, that's connecting to this why thing. she did that. Why she did, yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the plot points where she go and I. Well, there's two things. Why does she do the thing if she does the thing? Yeah. And how did she do the thing? Like yeah. that was the that's the big question of the whole movie. That's not a spoiler. That's the whole question of the whole mm-hmm. movie. Did she do it? How did she do it? And why did she do it? Yeah. And then the boat. Yeah. Which was also just a little, little tidbit for people the boat yeah that was the other thing how was, was like, she well because yeah. they they kind of drop it in present time exactly the son says oh to, i thought you met on the boat yeah you thought you met my father so you're the waiting boat. the whole movie yeah. to, to, to figure, out figure out how did she get australia to the boat? and the boat exactly and so i thought that they did a great job with the story um and yeah i it's a entertaining movie it has its flaws, but I, I don't know. To me, it's still a see it. Like, go go check it out. Yeah, mine, um, I wouldn't necessarily say see it. Mine's definitely a stream it. Okay. Like, I, but it's a, you know, check it out. Yeah. Um, some of the reviews are saying that it's boring. I don't think it's boring. No, I don't agree with that. Um, no. I think, but if you um, don't think it's going to be like a, even though it's about spies, it's not a spy thriller no. in the sense that, you know, I'm trying to think like a modern spy. Like, it's not like um, a Jason Bourne you know, high octane. No. It's kind of like a slow, and I would consider it a, his, a a period piece. And there's a movie that that didn't get a lot of attention with Paul Rudd called The Catcher Is a Spy. Oh. That's on Netflix, and it reminds me a lot of that. It's a bit of a slow burn movie, but it's still entertaining. No, there's no Jason Bourne running around shooting things and no. jumping off of things. But Paul Rudd basically plays a major league baseball catcher who goes undercover to try to assassinate a Nazi person cool. during World War II. So that, again, is more of a, it's a spy thriller in the sense of you're, you're putting a person in a situation and they have to make decisions, but they're, they're a normal person mm-hmm. that you would just see on the street. Like, they don't have any fantastical abilities. But again, I think the movie missed in, on a few things of, of being a thriller, but maybe that wasn't its intention. I don't, I don't think it was supposed to be this thriller. I think you're supposed to get to know Joan and figure yeah. out why she's doing what she's doing in, you know, in that time frame. So, yeah, for me, I'm still going to give it a see it because I think most people who, who listen or to, to this podcast or, or go to see movies in general, I think they're going to enjoy yeah. this type of movie. So for me, it's a see it, but you're giving it a stream. It. But I would say it does have beautiful production value. For sure. The costumes and the hairstyling and, you know, the sets and everything really, yeah. it's a really great Cool. portrayal of that time period i i totally agree and so it's red joan it's now playing at the screening room but definitely wherever you're listening uh look out for it um get, and go see it go check yeah. it out yeah. um so we've saved time today for some extra long movie headlines because we've got lots to go through so we will jump into not a great plan It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener, Not A Great Plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not A Great Plan. That's right, it's not a great plan where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Constance Wu appears to have some complicated feelings about Fresh Off the Boat coming back. Not a great plan. Okay. Did you hear did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard about any of this. Okay. So, um a couple weeks ago, because this is a, an older headline, but a couple weeks ago, you know, the television networks are doing their renewals or their cancellations. Mm-hmm. Fresh Off the Boat is a sitcom about um, uh, an immigrant family in America. Um, and it's it, it receives a lot of um, favorable reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been renewed. So is com- she in it? Yeah, she plays okay. the mom. Okay. Um, and she has been on the show the whole time. So essentially, um, I'll kind of just read uh, what was said. So Wu initially responded to the announcement with something that appeared to be outright unhappiness in comments that have since been deleted. She responded to a fan congratulating her on the renewal by denying that it was great news and reportedly posted dislike on the show's Instagram posting about the new order. She later posted a two-part explanation, chiding people for assuming that earlier tweets in which she said, F and hell, 
and so upset right now that I'm literally crying were about the show. She also clarified that she was grateful for the renewal and proud to be part of Fresh Off the Boat and expressed her love for its cast and crew, referring to the earlier tweets as products of a rough day. Mm. And then later, um, the headline kind of was updated on May 11th. Wu posted on Twitter an extended explanation stating that while she was happy for the show, the renewal meant she would have to give up another project she was passionate about and other artistic challenges. Mm. So yeah, you gotta, you know, when you have a rough day, especially turn the if, computer off. You gotta turn your computer off, even if you're not a star. Let's just put this out there for everyone who's listening. If you're a fan don't of the show, don't tweet while angry. Don't tweet while angry. It's just I, I recently had this argument with someone who said Twitter is is like a river. That is incorrect because that makes it seem like it's an it's a force of nature. It's not. You control Twitter. You control what you say and put out there and what you read and it's do. It's not your di- well, it's your diary if you let it be your it's diary. It's a diary if you let it be. It's Twitter to me is like entering a massive ballroom that is filled with a thousand people and screaming in that ballroom. Whatever you scream, you cannot. I'm sorry, you just can't get angry if people say something back to you. You can get angry if they're rude. You can get angry if they're they're you know being a horrible person. Sure, but you can't just walk in and be like, well, you know, this is my opinion and it's what. It, well, if you're going to say your opinion, you have to get backlash. If you're upset or angry about something, don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Instagram. Just turn it off and take a nap. It's kind of funny. She goes like, you know, um, how dare you think that like my my f word tweets were about the renewal when like they're they clearly, are they're they are about the renewal and she you're trying to save face so she essentially is saying like people were like oh she must hate the show and be unhappy that's being renewed well she's like i don't i don't hate the show but i am unhappy it's renewed yeah because she was you know she's I understand coming that. off of uh crazy rich asians mm-hmm. i know you didn't love her performance in that movie but i didn't i think you said it was not no, I didn't compared like the guy. to Oh, but I you thought did she, she was, was okay? good. I thought she was good. I just thought the guy was stilted, even because he was like a he was like a real estate agent yeah. or something, and, and became an actor. And everyone was like, "Oh, he's so great." He's not. He's good looking, but he's right. not a good actor because when you put him in a when you I think I said when you put him Comparing against to the other, Wu oh, okay. and Michelle Yeoh, okay. who are both good actors, he right. looks like a stump. So, anyways, um, she's coming off uh, the film, which has gotten crazy good you know feedback absolutely it's gonna open a lot of doors for her and so now she feels shackled yeah to a sitcom yeah and that's a common thing it's just you don't hear about it a lot like jason siegel really wanted to leave how i met your mother throughout the run because he was having to give up opportunities so i mean i get it but like don't tweet no, it. no don't tweet you it look and ungrateful the, and, and rude <laughs> the people who aren't part of the industry or don't understand they're not gonna get it they're just gonna see ungrateful and rude exactly what you're saying yeah. and that's it was not a great plan for her to do that. She should have just put her computer down or put her phone down, go take a nap, go relax. She's definitely go do welcome else. to have those feelings. Of but I think you like are. fans of the show are now gonna but turn But you know what you do when you have those feelings? You go to the creators of the show and say, Hey, I don't wanna do this. Kill anymore. me off. Yeah. Either kill me off or get me out of my car or don't sign a contract for multiple years. Like that's what you have to do if, if you Maybe she do wasn't that. anticipating the success of Maybe she wasn't, yeah. Rich Asians. I mean, I think she'll be fine. Like I think Constance Wu is gonna She's be fine. She's gonna land on her feet. <laughs> Not gonna be a problem. Um <laughs> but yeah, don't tweet while angry. No, that's like, I think that's the most important lesson is do not go on social media where you're angry and upset. No hot takes. Yeah. Just leave it alone. <laughs> so our next headline, um, Renee Zellweger takes on a legend in the new Judy teaser trailer. Not a great plan. I didn't see this. So Renee Zellweger is playing Judy Garland in the new Judy uh, biopic. Oh. Um, why? And she's doing her own singing. It's not like um, she's not lip syncing over a soundtrack. Um, Can which she sing? She was in Chicago, so she has proved that she can... Oh, yes, of course. She can <laughs> sing. When you said Renee Zellweger, I heard uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon, but Reese Witherspoon also sang for Walk the Line. Walk the Line, yes. Okay, you're right, yeah. So, um, Either I just, way. <laughs> I just think um, why I concluded in Not a Great Plan is just because, well, A, um, <laughs> just like making a biopic about such a huge figure with such a cult following yeah. um is dicey to Absolutely. begin with that's a risk casting renee zellweger who like hasn't been in a lot recently you know she got a lot of work done on her face or which she denies and i just think it's kind of an interesting 
casting choice then having her be the one who's singing in the trailer not judy garland but renee is doing the singing do we know if this is like judy garland throughout her career at a specific time it's a specific time it's during it's in the 1960s when she was touring the uh the uk on a sold out tour is she was she a bit older by that yeah she's it's at the end of her career because renee zellweger is a bit older now she's like like at least 40s or 50s yeah yeah um, so she, in terms of like age, she's at the right point and it's kind of looking at like whenever it, you know, you'll see Liza Minnelli and her kids mm. and it kind of covers that the end of her career. Cause she died, I think, um, uh, maybe like two years after this tour. Yeah. So, um, cause she, I think pills was the culprit in yeah, that. Yeah. So the, it's probably, they're going to focus um, on that kind of that part of yes and so like how much singing i don't you know it might not be you know rocket man is more of a musical yeah um this might be like a straight biopic Mm. um but this is one of those things where it's like risky huge person you know biopics don't always Mm. do well we'll see we'll see cool um game of thrones director blames cgi for john's lackluster goodbye to ghost not a great plan i don't want your life (laughs) <laughs> I um hmm. so this yeah uh, this is from um <laughs> maybe two or three episodes ago yeah it'd be three episodes ago yeah um and I mean for fans of Game of Thrones I'm sure they've already seen the episode but essentially um John's saying goodbye to his his dire wolf ghost um who's been you know battle weary um and he doesn't um you know he doesn't pet him on the head he doesn't even really get close to the dire wolf he kind of like looks at the dire wolf mm-hmm. and then walks away yeah and the internet was up in arms because you know they were supposed to have such an intense relationship um and you know ghost has been by his side mm-hmm. through like all of these trials the yeah. least he could do was you know give him a pet and so because of all this backlash, the director says, well, you know, CGI is really hard and the the dire wolves are made out of CGI. It's not a real animal. So, like, it would have been too hard yeah. to show John touching him. I call BS. They literally have actors flying on dragons. And and again, it it shows the rushed nature of the show. Like, I, I'm sure there was a budgetary restriction. I'm sure that was part of it. But you're rushing. You're rushing, you're rushing, you're rushing, and you're you're trying to throw things together. And of course, there's no money and time to do anything because you don't have any of it. And now, because the audience is pissed off, they're yeah. they're backpedaling, right? Yeah. And not yeah. to give away any spoilers, but there is a later scene with John and Snow, and guess what? They touch. Yeah. So they're they kind <laughs> of like tried to <laughs> renew that. But again, it's that they had a the, what makes me upset is that they had a year and a half on this and they couldn't get it right like that's that's where the i don't want your life comes into play here yeah i wouldn't i would be i would hang my head in shame if i was part of this project for that last season i would because it would be it's like you had a year and a half and you're telling me cgi was the problem people cgi stuff for almost nothing now yes it costs a lot yes it's hard but people cgi they're literally remaking all of sonic the hedgehog (laughs) they've got all of lion king is coming out as a as an entire cgi thing we've cgi'd people yeah human beings back you can you can make you can make them touch he can you know have one pet when you've literally been riding a dragon all season or you know what do it practically I think it's weird. I think in the earlier seasons, I thought the dire wolves were real. The, when they were puppies, I think they were. They were like yeah. little. But as they get older, they're also supposed to be bigger than regular wolves, so they're CGI after. But that. not to be rude, they look. When you look at them, they look normal. Yeah. They look like that's a wolf. Yeah. Like or a husky. Yeah. Except you know, Snow's ear got yes. eaten off. Yeah. But again, you could just take a real wolf. Yeah. And CGI one of the ears. Absolutely, that'd be pretty easy. <laughs> You can CGI stuff <laughs> off people all the time. That's, that's actually really easy. That's what the magazines are. But um, here we are. <laughs> yeah. So just one more, one more Game of Thrones tidbit of yeah. kind of the how bad it went, yeah. how south it just, went this it just season. Went so south, so fast. And you know, like the when an audience is so passionate, they are gonna nitpick things like oh, this. Oh, no matter what, it was gonna be hard to finish it anyway. It's just I feel as though they they missed it. 
to me, this isn't even the last the last Jedi argument. So the last Jedi, the second of the new Star Wars movies, is divisive. But this isn't divisive. Everyone's like, this was yeah, coming. Everyone's like, this is terrible. <laughs> it's it's divisive over why it's terrible, but not divisive as the, like the, I don't. There aren't the many quality. people Everyone's out there. saying yeah. it's bad quality. There's not many people out there going, this was an amazing finish, and I'm very satisfied. There's not many of those. Everyone's kind of like, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, next headline. Only Disney Plus is worthy to stream Avengers Endgame. Not a great plan. Yeah, I mean, this is how you grow a business. This is how you make your, your Disney Plus thing successful. For, some things can only appear there. For people who may not be following this Disney Plus um, story, Disney has decided to launch their own streaming platform, and there's they are kind of retaining sole streaming rights of mm -hmm. Disney property. It makes things more complicated because they also own Fox. And um, a new headline came out this week. They're also in, I guess, in talks um, they're slowly encroaching on Hulu's territory. Yes. Yes. Um, so it, it means for people who like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for people who like um, Fox, so things like The Simpsons, mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to buy Disney+. Plus. And I think, if I, if I remember correctly, they're going to do something with Disney+, Plus similar to Netflix, where there's like a kid's version and there's right. an adult version yeah. or something. Like something think, where it's yeah. like Disney+, Plus kids, Disney+, Plus regular, or whatever. And it also means that the the Marvel stuff that you can access now on Netflix mm -hmm. will, won't be there anymore. Which I think has something to do with these shows being, all the Netflix shows being canceled. Because they canceled all the Marvel Netflix shows, and some of them were actually doing quite well. And well, it beloved. makes sense. They're not gonna. They're gonna have to. They're, they're not gonna be there anymore. Yeah, they're either gonna have to move to Disney yeah. Plus, or they're gonna have to end. And I think there's a there's a plan somewhere for them to do something with that. But hey, say I'm I'm excited about Disney Plus as a fan because there's a lot of cool things that I'm excited to go there. The Fox Disney merger I think causes a lot of problems, just in the the structure of, of the film industry. I so. understand. To me, this is a media monopoly, and monopolies are illegal in America. So well, I well, because they're still Sony. And there's still Paramount, which is and Warner Brothers, which are three major studios. Just wait till Mickey gets his hands. Yes, on, on those. The, yes. Now that if he, they start buying up those, that's an then issue. We have but a those, but like Warner Brothers is massive still. That's true. Sony's pretty massive, and they've also those. I'd say those are the big four, if you can throw Disney in there, because they've like Warner Brothers bought Comcast or something recently, yeah. and even Sony has purchased some things here and there. So I think I think there's probably about four, or maybe you could throw in a fifth major studios and then yeah i i still think these like micro studios are going to start popping up it's um also just in terms of the larger streaming argument yeah. uh, you see a lot of um uh networks now developing their own streaming platforms like sony's coming yep. out with their own mm -hmm. so um even the um tv stations all yep. like you know cbs all access yep. and yeah so um it's like we're going back to the days of uh, cable, mm -hmm. believe it or not, where you <laughs> yeah. have to subscribe. Grab certain to, things. You know, yeah. like yeah. in the old days, you used to have to subscribe to HBO. It was separate. You know, you could add it to a uh, like a, a cable package, but you were subscribing to HBO, subscribing to the the sports channel. So now we're going back to the days of you know I'm subscribing to Netflix, mm -hmm. subscribing to Hulu because the they're not sharing their properties anymore. And someone somewhere eventually we'll package those together and like well if you want disney plus and netflix and this and that you can get this thing for this amount of money for it's the basically low payment cable. of 90 dollars yeah. a, a month. month which is basically <laughs> cable yeah but that, that's the thing like i especially in entertainment i notice this a lot but i notice it elsewhere in the world i think we we as a society are very like everything's in a circle like i don't think we improve as much as people think we do i think we end up back to, often there's a wheel and we end up back to the beginning a lot and this is and i think people just don't seem like to see i it. almost just want to get cable yeah I, i've been thinking about that recently too i mean i miss watching the news all the time and, and i like can stream getting, some of it but yeah. gosh like sometimes there's something about commercials just in uh, yeah i like commercials yeah you know, anyways a commercial um with all of these different streaming platforms it's like well i might as well cut up the middleman and just go back might as to well cable. just go back to cable <laughs> yeah because you know if you have a cable subscription you have crave yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah. and anyway. Crave is where you can get all your HBO stuff, exactly. your Showtime stuff. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, our uh, another TV headline here. This is us to keep killing family members on NBC for another three seasons. Not a great plan. I don't want your life. I was a little late on that one. So um, okay. 
my what this is us is i don't watch this show you've watched it off yes, and on right? i've watched it off and on yeah. um and i know it's very well received mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my issue with renewing television series for multiple seasons mm-hmm. is that the quality of the television totally. program drastically goes down to me it all comes down to the creators mm-hmm. if the creators has went, envisioned yes, if they went to the studio and said here's my vision for a three season arc it's yeah. all laid out everything is here this is what i want to do you're renewing us for three seasons or nothing i could get that however it doesn't often work like that. Usually it's the it's, studio or the, the, the show's the making show. a lot of yeah. money. The show's we making a lot of money. We need Big Bang. Exactly. Yeah. We're gonna renew you for five seasons. Now figure it out. Yeah. And I think that that's the problem. Yeah. Is where you've gotta let the artist be the person who creates and dictates the the way and the direction the show goes and let the studio just sort of sit back and take it. I but think there's nothing wrong with renewing season by season. Yeah, like, I would that's a, that's exactly how I would look do at it. ratings and yeah. um this is the when I was reading the article about this is us. The show creators actually um, envision it ending after these next three seasons. Oh, okay. Like they they're like the arc that we have envisioned will end. So that here. makes sense. Yeah, that gives um, me some hope. So you know it may very well um, end well. But I already I just, think because you haven't watched any of it. No. Okay. So I, I know it follows a family over different generations. Yes. I think so. Is it, I think the third season just ended. Third or second. That sounds about right. I think it's the third. Whatever current season they're in is has been the weakest of what they've done so far. And now they have opinion. three more. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that they're grasping at straws a little bit, and I think they're doing things to be like, oh, this will shock you. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, story-wise, it makes sense to do this revealer shock. So, may, again, they can recover. Every series out there often gets a blip. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. So this is the headline I've been waiting for. Okay, here we go. Robert Pattinson is now Batman, which we swear is not a Twilight joke. Not a great plan. Not quite my tempo. This is my tempo. I think this is wonderful casting. I um, I would have been very concerned if I hadn't seen High Life. And you saw it. He gave a very gave, nuanced, gave, beautiful very performance. Nuanced. He was fantastic in the movie. I hear there's... I Actually, over Twitter... People gave me two other movies that he was in that they recommended. Like, if you, if you liked He's him in, in this, Cronenberg like movie. This. Um, I, I think he can do it. I'm interested to see where the direction is because this particular Batman movie has gone through so many iterations. I don't know where this they're going. This is the one that Ben Affleck was um, tied to, and, and now he... it's Matt Reeves who directed the new Planet of the Apes movies. Right. So good director, pretty good lead actor. Um, so there's some hope. I think this is hopefully um, with this casting, it's a little bit quirky. So I'm yeah. hoping that it's going to be um, less. It takes itself less seriously than the Nolan movies, and will be more in line with the Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, most people when Mike when Michael Keaton was cast, as, he was just off of Beetlejuice and um, like like what was it called something mom where he like some comedy where he was like a babysitter or something oh. it was like daddy mom or something but, but there was like that and beetlejuice and people lost were not their, happy they, they lost, lost but there was minds. no social media so it didn't seem as big but that's that was kind of my point about the thing being cyclical like movie golding audiences have always been the same people have always been the same there's just now a platform to show displeasure in. Mm-hmm. but people were writing letters and angry but the studio didn't care they just threw the letters in the garbage so yeah i'm not I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. I'm I'm reserving judgment because I've seen him he fits in strong enough of a the role. The character on face value, he's a pretty boy, which is what Bruce Wayne is. Pretty boy, playboy, billionaire. Mm-hmm. That's what Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson looks like on kind of base layer, what we think of when we think of Twilight. But underneath, he's a weirdo. Yeah. And that's Batman. Well, Batman's a little weird. Like, Batman, you you can't dress up like a bat and go around at night solving crimes. And As a vigilante. A little, yeah, I think it's a little weird. I think it's great casting, in my opinion. And it seems like they're going back to a younger Batman. And I think the other part of it that I like is they make jokes about this in the Deadpool movies. you got to cast someone young enough to carry a series yeah. for 10 years. Yeah. I agree. I think that he's with got Robert ten Pat- movies. He's out got of ten it. movies. You can get ten Batman movies out of this Why guy. Why not? You can get probably more. You can get fifteen Batman movies out of this guy if you really wanted to. So I feel like you can you can take a young actor and you can grow with him. And I think that just because the most popular thing he's done is Twilight doesn't mean he doesn't have filmography elsewhere. So he's been doing a lot of other work, but he has so much money he doesn't need to. So that's the other thing that makes me look at this and he's go. He's gonna give it his all. He's gonna it's give gonna it his be, all. Why it's else gonna would be he do a this? Heath Ledger. Yeah. 
type performance. Yeah. Now, did you hear the minute this was released, they backpedaled and went, well, well Nicholas Holt's also yeah, in I, consideration. Yeah, that's my second. Um, Deadline reports that Pattison is still merely on the short list. <laughs> um, potential X-Men refugee Nicholas Holt still also in the running. So, you know horrible. What? That's horrible casting. You know what happened? Nicholas Holt's agent saw this get out and called the see how, studio. See how crappy of a cast it, casting it is? Cast my guy. Yeah, he was like, they were like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I thought my guy was in running. He's not. It's Robert Pattinson. They just backtracked. It, it's not going to be Well, they've Nicholas even Holt. announced um, they're thinking that the villains are going to be Catwoman, Catwoman and, Penguin, and Penguin. And the Penguin. So if they're already far enough ahead that they're thinking, yeah. you know, who the villains yeah. are, they're, they're building a cast. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think... It's going to be Robert Pattinson, and the whole Nicholas Holt thing was the safe face. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for this as much as I'm excited for the new Joker movie. Yeah, I, I think there's for a the lot same of reasons. Here. For the same reasons that I think Joaquin Phoenix is one of my favorite actors of this generation. He's going to give it his all. It's mm -hmm. going to be a Heath Ledger mm -hmm. level of the Joker. So I can't wait to see what Robert's going to do with this. Yeah, and as I said, I, th I really like the director. And I think the directors uh, did three. If you if people have not seen the Planet of the Apes movies, they are three fantastic movies. There you go. All three of them. So, and they're very character-driven. They're very... Um, they work with a CGI character the whole time, and it's believable and it's interesting. So, yeah, I, I feel like they can make this work. Cool. Chris Rock wants to torture us with another Saw sequel. Not a great plan. I haven't liked any of the Saw sequels, so... This is apparently... Chris Rock came up with the story all on his own. Oh, did he? He approached the studio and said, you know, I really want to make this Saw movie. And they said, you know what, Chris? We like it. We're going to make it. So it's it's due, I think, in 2022. It's it's going to, you know, it's going to happen. Okay. And Chris Rock, you know... Chris Rock. <laughs> whether or not he'll be in the film... Um, it's to be seen, but he, you know, he came up with the, the story idea, the script, the script treatment. So, and apparently he's a huge fan of the, um, of the, the series. Um, and it's not the, the two comedians reboot, rebooted Halloween recently. And I forgot the name of the comedians, but the recent Halloween reboot was, was two comedians, two comedians. It. So, you know, it's not the first time and chris rock is also going to be in the new fargo series so he's just doing he's just I, branching out i have out. no problem with chris rock i just think saw was yeah, such a bad, great one-off movie the Why bad the badness is yeah. that do we need another saw no but it just sounds do a creative new movie from the article i read it's going to be in the saw universe but it's going to be kind of a different mm. you know it's expanding i just want them to go back if they are going to do that, go back to what people actually liked about the movie and not what they think people liked about the movie. Because what was interesting about Saw had nothing to do with the gore. It was the psych psychology. Yeah, there was one gory scene in all of Saw. In the first Saw movie, there was one gory scene. Yeah, we don't like the torture porn. No, and the torture, the, the other torture you see is off screen for the most part, or it's suggested. Yeah. So there's one torture scene in the, the whole movie. You know, if you don't do this thing, you're yeah. going to have to. Two, to me, it's two characters who know nothing about themselves trapped in a in a bathroom and they wake up there and they don't know who each other are that's yeah. what's interesting that's what made it so cool um but yeah no they just go off we'll see directions. i mean it's gonna be interesting no matter what we'll see okay next headline disney announce announces some new layoffs to go with all those big fancy box office records not a great plan i don't want your life I just, this is, a, again, this, I assume, it's comes off of the, the merger. It's the Fox merger. Because there are redundancies, right? You have two major studios. You're purchasing a studio. There's going to be redundancies in terms of who's in what role. Yeah. But this is the downside to all of this happening. There's lots of upside in terms of resources, but there's downside in terms of a lot of people are going to lose their You know, they closed jobs. one of the studio, the one of the Fox studios. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't have any... Um, uh, there's no um, report about how many jobs are going to be lost, but it's likely going to be um, film distribution and marketing teams. Mm. Those are the people that are going to get, um, yeah, you know, the people who essentially make the money for the... Yeah, it's always marketing. You always um, get rid of marketing first because you think, ah, oh, it's not important. Anybody can do it. Um, and then, of course, you know, these, uh, like we said, it's the big Fox merger's fault. Um, Disney has already fired a whole bunch of Fox execs and they've shut down the Fox 2000 production branch back in March. 
Um, Has there been any mood, move, um, news? I haven't seen any, but I don't know if you have on Fox Searchlight. Is that still in operation? Because that's where they do all their sort of indie films. I think that also might have been closed. Okay. Cause there, or maybe it's There's open. one coming out this year, but I don't know beyond that. I think... From Searchlight. You know, but. I can't remember, but I think maybe the movies that like Fox 2000 were releasing maybe are going to Searchlight. Okay. okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll have to look at but, that. Um, so the Disney house cleaning could end up covering as many as 4,000 jobs. Wow. So, you know, all in the name of progress, but that's pretty crappy. Yeah. 4,000 people are going to possibly lose their job because Disney wants to um, uh, save $2 billion in what they're calling synergy savings. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're cutting redundancies. They don't yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is when you <laughs> absorb a new company. Yeah, of course, you don't that's need, what happens. Yeah. You know, you already have um, marketing people yeah. at Disney, but yeah. um, it's sad that yeah. that many people will be losing. And, and the hope is, and the hope with this has always been that more films with better budgets will be made, but these sorts of initial cuts are going to happen. And this is where the, it's the downside of these types of purchases because now For all sure. these people essentially have to try to find work elsewhere and and the studios are starting to become smaller and smaller that's why i really do think we're going to see micro studios pop up for one or two films here and there i really think we're going to see the return of that all right um alabama public television refuses to air arthur's lovely gay wedding episode not a great plan um what so you know the t- the children's television show Arthur. I'm familiar. Um, it is entering its 22nd season. This oh, was the the season premiere. So um, Arthur has a teacher named Mr. Ratburn, mm-hmm. um, and in this episode, um, it's revealed that he's gay. Oh, okay. Um, and he has a gay wedding. Like he he's marrying yeah he's okay. marrying his partner. Mr. Yeah. Ratburn's marrying his partner. Mm-hmm. So PBS, you know the the people who make Arthur. Mm-hmm. They said after the episode, PBS Kids programs are designed to reflect the diversity of communities across the nation. We believe it is important to represent the wide array of adults in the lives of children who look to PBS Kids every day. And Arthur, um, for a long time, has been addresses different issues within the community. I remember um, George the Moose. He has dyslexia. That was the first time kind of seeing dyslexia on TV for me. Um, you know, recently, actually, like a couple months ago, I watched, I tuned in for a new episode. They had a child who was autistic. So it's not, you know, Arthur is kind of known for doing kind of, you know, um, different issues and different, there's, Mm -hmm. for a long time, they've had a blind person on the, Mm -hmm. on the show. So anyways, it's kind of like on brand. If anything, it seems like this has taken kind of longer. Sure. Um, but anyways, the news is... (laughs) So PBS says, yes, we're sticking to our guns. Mm -hmm. We believe in representing diversity in our communities and the Alabama public television network. So I guess the, you know, the PBS of Alabama says, no, we're not going to air that episode. And they wrote, parents have trusted Alabama public television for more than 50 years to provide children's programs that entertain, educate and inspire. More importantly, although we strongly encourage parents to watch television with their children and talk about what they have learned afterwards, parents trust that their children can watch APT without their supervision. We also know that children who are younger than the target audience for Arthur also watch the program. So they're essentially saying, we don't want your kids to know about gays. And and I just, I don't, I've never understood what the harm was in in this in this type of thing like i've never understood what you could be thinking on that end of like okay what harm does it do i mean do they not under i mean obviously they probably don't understand um what being gay is you know they're like an ultra conservative state maybe an ultra conservative public television maybe with christian or religious connections i'm sure there's uh, there has to be a religious connection that's why it's ridiculous you gay people exist yeah and your child is most likely going to meet a gay person and so i guess not in alabama yeah apparently (laughs) i don't know i just think it's it's just it's like you know whether or not you agree with gay marriage the reality is it's legal yeah and there's also whether or not you believe in it and whether or not you agree with it I don't I still don't understand why there's an issue with it being on television. I mean, there are a lot of people who don't 
agree with crime but how many prison shows i just watched started watching prison break it's about a bunch of criminals i know i just don't well like i don't understand this, what people like i don't get it i'm this, never gonna get it in this day and age you know 2019 it's just kind of oh, unbelievable. 2019, this is ridiculous. This is yeah, 100%. crazy. This is this is out of world to be to like me. children yeah. shouldn't be allowed. Ridiculous. And like young children shouldn't be allowed. Especially coming from a television, like I mean, in any case. But this, like you were saying, this is a television show that has has a proven track record of bringing up real issues of yeah. today. And this is something that that a lot of kids don't know a lot about. So I'm sure the episode talked a lot about the, the his marriage and what was going to happen with it and everything. Yeah, seems I interesting to me. I mean, like you and I are. We're obviously doing, yeah <laughs> we're we're not the <laughs> we're not the target here. we're but. not yeah we're not alabama no um but anyway that's that's all the time we had i'm, I'm glad we could end oh. off on that though because i i feel like that's a that's the real a issue yeah it's we a real do, issue the real i feel like that's something that that we'll probably keep hearing about but um that's everything today from us here at screening in kingston go see some movies